Doctor Who, I don't want to know his name, and I don't want to do this show anymore. We're done. <laughs> Something like that. Montreal sauce. There should be like a splat or something. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. You know, a big fancy like, fancy news music, and then splat. A glob of like ketchup hitting a plate. That's <laughs> yeah, my assignment perfect. for next week. <laughs> we'll get uh, we'll get Sean Hancock to in in the in the audio studio with us. We'll do some classic <laughs> foley. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, lessons in foley. There you go. Stay tuned for right. episode eight <laughs> for lessons in foley. Yeah, and it's actually just lessons on how to act like Dave Foley. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. All right. Cool. Good. I'm glad so, we both have our classic playoff beards. We're ready. That's that's right. We're ready to go. Hockey season's just ended, and uh, we're we're ready to do this thing. <laughs> we can get rid of the superstition and shave now, and I can change my underwear. So that would be good. Excellent. That's an advantage of an advantage of Skype video. <laughs> Is that he's saying he's doing these things, but not really. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. That's when the foley comes in of you changing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Zipper, some <laughs> unbuttoning sounds. Perfect. Actually, I like that idea better. <laughs> Worst foley ever is just like someone going, zipper. <laughs> <laughs> unbutton, unbutton, unbutton. <laughs> Rustling, rustling of a jean jacket. <laughs> rustling. <laughs> kayak paddle in water. Kayak paddle not in water. Kayak paddle in water. <laughs> Perfect. Right. It reminds me of when you see like the closed captioning and stuff, and it the closed captioning tells you what sound effects are happening, and it's kind of like, does the person who needs the closed captioning care about the sound effects? It's probably not something that they experience a lot of in real life. <laughs> Those guess. are pretty hilarious. They are. They can be funny. Yeah. Thunderous applause. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now I that conveys the feeling of what's going on. Are they happy or are they just really angry? Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, I finally picked up a Blu-ray reader for my Mac and I have been ripping all of my vast Blu-ray collection, of course. So that's been fun. It takes a really long time. It reminds me of ripping DVDs, like in the early days of ripping DVDs. And it's not always a hundred percent that they have the decryption down and stuff like that. It's uh, that's pretty. It's a pretty interesting experience. Oh yeah, I remember. I uh, I bravely charted the unknown, like in the two thousands, and bought myself like a three hundred dollar <laughs> CD burner. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. And it was like you know burning, you know MP3s to a disc, and it wasn't like your average album of sixteen tracks. You know, you have all this room, like seven hundred right. whole megabytes to fill. <laughs> Yeah, and right. You were doing it, which at... will fill in the course of this podcast just by recording it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> it will. Uh, I remember recording like or putting things to disc, and like I think it could go four x, like four times normal speed. But of course, if I did that, no audio device I own could read it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, but I remember that was such a painful process. And it would be like, you'd just be watching it, like, okay, it's still not done. I'll go do something else. And then, like, you'd come back and I'd be like, all right, 86%. This is awesome. This is good. Yeah. You go back, you come back, look at the computer. Oh, error at 93%. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. I now have an expensive coaster. Yes. Those were the days when those discs actually were somewhat expensive. Oh, Whereas yeah. now, like, they just hand you a stack of them when you walk, just for walking into a Best Buy, they hand you a stack of blank D- blank CDs. <laughs> I don't need these. We don't either. Please take them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all these people with their MacBook Airs are like, I don't even, I don't even know where to where this goes. Right. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't even have a thing for this. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> now I just want to make a parody commercial, like for the old, uh, like remember when AOL used to send discs in the mail, <laughs> like someone with a MacBook Air, like how do I? I want to use AOL. <laughs> <laughs> right. This isn't working. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> maybe i'll try this one instead it's a three and a half inch floppy i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna log off uh this this uh little chat we're having and i'm gonna like go to amazon and like write a review on the macbook air just like totally destroying it because like it wouldn't accept my <laughs> aol diskette <laughs> there's no floppy Perfect. spot i cannot play with the aol <laughs> right okay so you have to do that and then you need to send me the link to it and i'll put the link in the show notes <laughs> This is horrible. This this week's <laughs> angry misguided rant on a product on Amazon. Guess what? I couldn't even get on Amazon to review this because I can't put my AOL disc in my MacBook Air. So I had to book a flight to Nigeria where the only internet cafes exist anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just to save you from buying this product. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I saw the new Star Trek. Have you seen the new, newish now, I guess, Star Trek? I have that in my notes. I figured we should discuss that. Okay. I, Good. I, uh, I was probably, uh, I really wanted to see it. And then, um, when I saw Benjamin Cumbra was in it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I do you a disservice, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, but I love the <laughs> Sherlock Holmes series uh, that he's yeah. in. And so yeah. I was super psyched to see him in the movie. So uh, I enjoyed it. I liked that it was, uh, um, I, I hate to make the uh, comparison that it was like darker because I don't think that all movies need to be so dark night dark <laughs> about everything. But, right, exactly. Uh, it's just melodramatic to me really but uh i like that it was darker because you know the first one i think uh some of the writing team if i'm wrong i could be wrong um but i think some of the writing team also worked like on some of the other blockbusters like transformers and stuff so the scenes were like you know we let's inject a gym with something and he runs around with big floppy hands those kind of stuff that was that was missing from this movie and i was i thoroughly enjoyed that that was a little darker yeah yeah I agree. I liked it too. I, um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I liked all of the, uh, callbacks to Star Trek two, which I felt, um, were done in good taste. Um, it was, it was a callback without kind of making fun of the old series, which there was a little bit of that in the first one. I felt like there was a little bit of kind of, Oh ha ha Chekhov's accent. <laughs> and uh and there was less of that in this one I felt like, so I enjoyed that. Yeah. Although I, there was just plain less Chekhov in this one. Yeah, I felt uh that when I came out of the movie I felt like there um he definitely there needs to be more Chekhov, but then I'm I'm a little bit worried about what that means, you know, like Sure. If they're yeah. like sort of setting Chekhov up for like a bigger plot in the next movie, does that mean they think he's one of those characters? Maybe for blockbustery reasons, they could like kill off or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You kill Chekhov, bastard. <laughs> oh yeah, can you imagine <laughs> that would like be classic? <laughs> that would be some horrible uh, internet <laughs> anger. But uh, yeah, it is kind of it is interesting that. Uh, uh, he is now, you know, sort of like show running Star Trek and Star Wars now. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is. I I uh, I kind of thought there might be like a singularity in the new in the nerd universe when that happened. <laughs> like everybody on both sides of the argument were going to be like, "Oh my, oh, wait a minute, I can't." Am I supposed to hate those guys now, or <laughs> right? How does how does this work? Which one's better? That's Can I call JJ and ask him if a Star Destroyer would beat the Enterprise? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm a Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. I'm switching whole wholesale to Peter Jackson from now on. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, 
Actually, when you mentioned that uh, there's a clip online somewhere um, when Star Trek came out, uh, and it was probably through one of these web services like AOL. What am I, working right. for them? Um, <laughs> it was one of these websites where they uh, were um, they had the stars um, and J.J. Abrams talking, and like people could tweet questions to them or email questions to them, and they would ask them. And so someone asked J.J. like who would win in a fight, you know, the Enterprise or the Millennium sure. Falcon. Yeah. And I was like, really? Really? <laughs> By the way, JJ says uh, the Falcon would probably, it's not even a fair fight because it's a faster maneuverable ship. So, Oh, okay. I think he said that that one would just get away. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would just escape and you wouldn't be able to find him. And he'd fly into probably an asteroid field and it would just be too tough to find. To right. <laughs> but I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, uh, uh, the Falcon never works 100% of the time, so. That's true. <laughs> That's true. There's always something being fixed on it, yeah. and you never know what that is. It's like a Ford. <laughs> <laughs> by the this way, we have brought no... to you by Chevy. Right. <laughs> we have no sponsors now. We've right. insulted everyone. Perfect. <laughs> That's fine. There's got to be some company up in Canada that would sponsor us because <laughs> nobody has ever heard of them and uh, you can't insult them. They would just think it would be funny anyway because they're Canadian and they just have a great sense of humor. So It's true. I, I, I do like cringe every time I see a Canadian product like in the store or uh, on TV now that I'm here <laughs> because like I don't know why. Maybe it's it's kind of like I think the actors and the talent in Canada all seem to like flock to America. Like, you know, <laughs> Brian Adams or right. Alex Trebek, uh, <laughs> Celine Dion. We're so lucky in America. This, um, is, <laughs> this is the segment of the show where Chris names people from Canada who came to America. <laughs> we'll just keep doing it every week. Mike Myers. <laughs> I like it. I better study up. <laughs> but that I think it must go the same way with like talented marketing people because <laughs> some of the products <laughs> and the way they market them here are just I swear like I'm standing in line at the grocery store and I look down and like it's like you see some of the normal brands like that the states have but then there's like some Canadian candy bar in the brand aisle and it's like hey I'm chocolate. Like that's the name of the chocolate bar. Like, hey, I'm chocolate. Like they just have no creativity. It's like, what? Is this a joke? That's the name of it. <laughs> At least there's some kind of enthusiasm to it. <laughs> it could just be like, hey, I'm chocolate. <laughs> that's the Ukrainian chocolate bar. I don't know why I meant that. Strasvui. I'm chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so Star Trek, yeah, that was good. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I just saw Kings of Summer, which uh, the wife described as sort of this generation's um, Stand By Me. Okay. Um, I was really excited about the trailers, and we went and saw it uh, last weekend. And uh, it's just about these, like, three kids who uh get sick of their parents during the summer so they go out into the woods and they build a house so and they live there and their parents think they ran away or were kidnapped or something but um and it, the trailer looked good and i have to say the movie was fairly entertaining because one of the kids is like non-sequitur boy so okay <laughs> <laughs> he's quite funny but unfortunately it felt like and now i'm just showing my age but uh it, it felt like a student film in the way that um there were a lot of like montages and a lot of shots that just didn't make sense but they look good right sure <laughs> like right. here's here's this beautiful sunset but these three kids were just arguing about dinner what <laughs> like what does that right. have to do with anything <laughs> so that was disappointing um i don't know you just mentioned movies, and I was like, "What else did I see?" Quick conversation. Yeah. Um, when I um, when you see stuff like that in movies too, it kind of makes you think. Um, 
<laughs> the two of us both having film video <laughs> ex- experience slash expertise, I guess, um, <laughs> that, uh, geez, it feels like there was a scene that was that's like on the cutting room floor that was supposed to bridge those two things or bridge those two thoughts, and it just it had to get cut for time or maybe it just wasn't working or the performance wasn't right. But it doesn't take very many of those getting cut to make the movie not quite feel right. So, right. no, honestly, I I was gonna do some research afterwards, but honestly, it did feel like I wondered too if this was sort of like an auteur film, like the people who edited it, edited it, edited it. Um, <laughs> those folks were also the people who made it because you know you don't when you're when you're the editor and you're the maker, it's hard to let go of scenes too. So. I mean, sure. That's just a beautiful shot of like a hammer in the air as he's like pounding on something. But right, right. It was also it just, has no purpose. Or, right. Yeah. 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 Any watching we, it, any TV because uh, since I cannot work here legally because I cannot take jobs away from Canadians. Um, I've been watching. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. You can't. Until you're a citizen, like you have to, you have to be fully citizenized, or how does that work? No, no, I've applied for residency, which is different from citizen, which is ah. actually quite great in my opinion. But uh, citizen <laughs> means you know I got to vote and do all these like citizen things, you know, probably like right, right, jury duty, that kind of thing. But uh, knit flags and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, for residency, I just have to uh, apply and make sure I'm not a terrorist. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So then I can get a job. Actually, uh, if I had gotten hired by someone, they could then get me a work permit while I've been here. Oh, okay. But um, it's kind of complicated in my eyes anyway. Um, They have to uh advertise the job and interview anyone who applies and then prove to immigration why i'm a better hire than a canadian (laughs) okay and they have to they have to do some sort of job survey as well to like show like that particular field that i'm applying in like is short of people or isn't doesn't have the education that i have they have to like prove that they can hire me and um, a lot of my Canadian friends says, oh, no, it's no big deal because we need people here. So, um, Sure. So they said, yeah, but I just I didn't try that hard because I was like I said, I was watching TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. So, yeah, yeah uh, Teeny and I are still doing the thing where we don't. Well, we have uh, basic cable, but we don't have uh, expanded basic, which basically is real um television um that's not network television um so we've been keeping up with things that we can either get on netflix or on um apple tv um through itunes so we're fully up to date on doctor who of course well that's what i was really getting to anyway i don't okay. we have well, basic perfect. cable here as well because we're in a condo <laughs> it's like even worse than basic basic <laughs> Oh, really? (laughs) You know, it's like six channels and then like, oh, yeah, this is the channel to the front door so you can make sure the person you're buzzing in isn't a murderer. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, yeah, same as you. I've been keeping up uh, those kind of ways. And, yes, I'm fully caught up. We, The wife and I are caught up with Doctor Who as well. So that's what I was getting to. What did you think of this season? This season was a little weird, I thought. Uh, I think I don't want to put words in her mouth. I'll just keep it with my mouth. Um, (laughs) my problem with this season was I really think that after watching I haven't seen as much Doctor Who as you but the several seasons that I have watched the name of the show is a misnomer because I feel that the show is always and I guess this is a no-brainer but always about the companion yeah sure and for me this season's companion she She's sort of like, they sort of played her up as like she's an equal with Doctor Who and that's not what we need. Like we need that person to scream and run away or to solve things differently than he does. But she's like some sort of anomalous genius as well. So yeah, right. It it was really awkward, I felt. Yeah, it was, um, 
It was weird. It just never felt like it got its momentum under it. And the um, uh, back in the tenant um era of doctor who the previous doctor um and the previous showrunner because both of those kind of switched out at the same time he would draw those story arcs and you would see like the bad wolf story arc went for multiple episodes but it was always kind of like oh what's going on with that but it was never like they blatantly asked like who are you why are you the impossible girl and it (laughs) felt like um you're you're just you're trying to play that too strongly and it's going to be hard for that to work out. And then I felt like at the end of the season, yeah, it it was it was okay. It, that was a fine episode, but it it didn't work out as strongly as uh the way the bad wolf thing did or uh any of the other um and I I did also kind of feel like while it was sort of the same out, which is common in Doctor Who, but it's sort of the same thing of like, oh, the companion like absorbed these bizarre powers and was able to rescue the doctor multiple times throughout his life. And then we're done. Right. But, um, it was, it was fun. It was still entertaining. Um, I thought the one episode was especially cheesy. The, um, the one with the sleeping monster and, uh, everybody is singing to keep the monster asleep. Um, (laughs) And then there's a space motorcycle. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah, <space> was, <laughs> was fun, but it was especially like, whoa, that's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it was like someone was sort of like a Hellboy, uh, like Guillermo del Toro fan. And they were like, let's do this. And then like the producer's like, this is dumb. Let's have a space motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's name it kind of Egyptian sounding and have some kind of uh, thing uh, with a pyramid, and uh, and then the star will be the monster. Yeah, yeah. It felt like it could have it could have worked, and it just didn't because they were trying to mash too many things together. It it was one of those episodes that had like multiple ending disease. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I think we're done. No, we're not done. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. It's it's interesting too, like the the whole premise of like the coming uh second half of the season is like you know, I I, I uh frequent the blogs as well and, and it's like <laughs> they're like advertising like, you know, we're finally gonna know what his name is. And I'm like, I, I don't really care. Like it's this character has like been around for so long. It's like Sure. Oh yeah. his name is Bill. Well that's cool so next episode yeah like i'm a little right, worried exactly. about this whole like what's his <laughs> name <laughs> then you know? change the name of the of the show to be dr bill dr bill <laughs> dr bill <laughs> dr bill the time colon the time traveler <laughs> this has gone way downhill yeah right <laughs> he keeps using the pun i'll put that on your bill <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah actually um uh i believe on the bbc nice transition uh warble i made there um on the bbc (laughs) if uh, i had the bbc to watch uh after doctor who is this new show called orphan black and i totally became enamored with that it just the concept sounded cool i watched like the first episode and uh, ever since then, I fell in love and watched the entire series. It was great. Um, the premise is uh, <clears throat> uh, clones. Uh, okay. So this girl, she's uh, sort of transient, uh, bad news kind of lady. And uh, she, <laughs> she's she got a foster mom, and the foster mom has, like, custody of her daughter. But she's going to, you know come clean or she's going to make a better life for herself and get her daughter back. And she's at a train station and she runs into a woman who looks like she's going to commit suicide. And before she can stop her and run up and see she's her. So this woman that jumps in front of the train is her. And like I said, she's not the greatest of people. So she sees that woman's purse and she grabs it, assumes her identity because this woman had money and now she can provide for her child. Uh, and uh <clears throat> then she finds more and more clones and there's this like conspiracy and what i really liked about the show and i it's probably one of the dangers of like 
a first season but like there was no like filler episodes you know you you get yeah. to like Battlestar Galactica and it's like um can we just get on with like finding earth or what is this <laughs> silly trial business with Baltar like they had a lot of yeah. filler episodes yeah. so that they could get to the you know season finale that kind of stuff that's typical and this show is like every episode it was like wait there's another clone you know right um, and actually the showrunners themselves i guess after the final episode tweeted like a picture of next season and it was full of it was just a joke on a whiteboard but they were like <laughs> one of the clones hosts snl you know <laughs> like <clears throat> it was quite funny but uh yeah they just kept throwing these like curveballs at you and you're like what what that doesn't make sense and so sure it was really good um i guess uh kind of action-packed as well so Ah, cool. Orphan Black. Yeah. I will have to add that to our list. <clears throat> it was definitely entertaining. Cool. We uh we have been obsessed lately with rewatching Fringe because for oh. whatever reason for whatever reason we I think we saw most of the first season when it was first on and then we just stopped watching it, didn't get into it or whatever, or maybe that was when we discovered Doctor Who on Netflix and just went insane um so we've been watching that we're now starting the fourth season on netflix and there's five seasons altogether which is kind of it's sort of nice to know because they didn't when i was reading stuff on it they didn't really intend for it to go longer than that so it's not like they killed it before it's prime it was more like we don't want this to turn into lost and go and end (laughs) up like getting crazy and weird so uh we're just gonna try to get everything that we have done by season five, which was nice. Um, so we're in season four and it's, it's pretty interesting. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I was really sad when the last episode came around, but uh, again, like you said, things have to have an ending or they just end up doing silly things. So, right. Right. They turn into the Simpsons eventually. Right. Jump the every show. <laughs> yeah. Every show Nuke will eventually turn into the Simpt- Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're actually, I uh, started back when we were in the States still uh, prior to our marriage. Um, <laughs> started getting her into Battlestar because she'd never seen them. And uh, ah. I'm hoping uh, before we leave this summer to go visit the States again, we'll be done. But uh, we're probably four or five episodes away to finally finish that. And, it's a good okay. watch again. Wow, I'm surprised, but yeah, it holds up fairly well. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's been really great. Nice. <clears throat> I did like. I really enjoyed the first two seasons of that, and then I felt like, like you were talking about, you started having a much higher like filler to um, real drama <laughs> yeah. episodes. So. Um, but I did like the first two seasons of it a lot. And I liked the last the last season of it because they had so many loose ends that they had to start finally tying up. That felt good, too, because they were actually completing things. That, I guess, would be my, my gripe with Lost was that <laughs> it's you're like four seasons in and they're still asking more questions than they're answering. So it feels just weird and it's never going to close up. And then it didn't. So <laughs> that's that's totally uh I watch it cuz I have Netflix. So I was like, "Oh, let me check this out." And the Chief from Battlestar's in it, but I started watching uh, yep. that Hemlock Grove show and that was the same thing. It was like every episode was like more questions and I was like, "Really? Really?" <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <clears throat> and at you some point I was start answering them eventually. <laughs> yeah. At some point I was like, "I don't really care now." <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Look, just don't put the numbers into the computer. I don't care if you do or not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm actually into a Canadian show, which I believe is now on Netflix. Uh, and they, it was kind of surreal. Not That's totally the wrong word. But uh, <laughs> I started watching it as soon as I got here in September um, online. And then it started premiering on the sci-fi channel and then new episodes started here in Canada for season two. It was kind of a, it seems like something else was like that, that I watched not too long ago where it was like, <laughs> no, they're already in like season three or something. Oh, I think that was that prime evil show I tried to watch for a while. 
Oh yeah. It was on the sci-fi channel, like a season behind the normal like UK version. And I was like, what's going on? So confused when you do that. <laughs> but anyway, the show's called uh Continuum. And uh okay. a group of uh basically in the future, like two thousand forty five or something like that, um, it's uh totally Robocop. So all the <laughs> all the corporations run the world. And so uh. the, there are terrorists, quote unquote, uh who don't like that and want like their civil liberties back for some reason. And, um, <clears throat> but in the future, everyone's totally happy with the corporations running them. Uh, so they sentence these terrorists to death and, uh, they use a time travel device to go back in time instead of die. And okay. one of the cops gets caught up in the little orb of time travelness. And so <laughs> she's back in the past trying to stop them. So it's really, what's kind of cool about it is that, uh, as you're watching it, you're like, no, I don't think that corporations should be able to do that to citizens. And she's fighting for them. But then the terrorists are obviously doing sort of killing and bad things right? to change yeah. the future. So it's really kind of, you're just like, ooh, like you kind of want the cop lady to change her mind. But obviously... Her problem is, is if she does change the future, what happens to her husband and her child? And sure, right. So it's yeah. kind of cool. Hmm. She's got a chip planted in her brain, and um, so and her she has like a suit that she wears, and luckily it all still works in the past. <laughs> and <laughs> right, contact lenses so that she can like look at your heartbeat and see if you're lying and. Huh. She her suit can make her invisible, so she's got fun little tricks in her bag. Interesting, yeah. And everything still charges on uh, one twenty volt AC. That's <laughs> <laughs> so very fortunate. <laughs> I think at some point they did mention that it was like solar or something, or oh okay, <laughs> or the power itself was like um, some sort of awesome. Actually, no, I do. I, they did mention what powered it to like to stop naysayers like yourself but i don't remember <laughs> it runs on nuclear fusion <laughs> which we will finally have in 2045 no no she's a super she's got a super suit on and so obviously it's probably it's all shiny but i bet the area between her thighs is corduroy so it runs on static electricity <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> nice <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. You've been jogging for quite a while. Oh, I'm not jogging. I'm charging. <laughs> we call this charging in the future. In the future, it has nothing to charging. do with knocking people down. That's right. <laughs> so uh, I've actually been. Uh, I'm just talking about all my entertainment. Yay! I've actually been addicted <laughs> to a game um, called Ingress on the phone. Ah, you were telling me about this a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's a, a smaller company that Google either owns or a smaller offshoot uh, development company of Google's. But uh, <clears throat> basically, it's uh, you can see how it would probably um, lend well to Google Glasses in the future because it's sort of like an augmented reality. Right. Um, it's kind of like... Uh, ew, I, it's kind of like geocaching without actually finding anything <laughs> substantial <laughs> or capture the flag. Um, it takes uh, normal everyday areas in your city like old architecture, uh, historic monuments, uh, statues, artwork, uh, murals, things like that. And they make them portals um, on the screen in the game. And so it knows the GPS location of this particular fountain in your town. Sure. And that's a now a portal. And so then um, there's two teams and you capture the portal using like little tools in the game called resonators. And then the other team comes by and blows them up and puts their own down. And sure, it's like a back and forth thing and you can link portals together. But uh Basically, since I've started playing this game probably three or four months ago, I am not uh, over exaggerating when I say I probably walk 20 miles a week. Really? <laughs> yes. 
because I have to go to these places because you have to be near them to you have play. To be close to them, yeah. And so that's an interesting concept um, that you, you know, it's sort of that. It's like this game was designed by your parents who kept telling you to go outside and stop playing video games. <laughs> right, exactly. <clears throat> I'm going to trick them by writing a video game that will make <laughs> them do it. <laughs> I mean, I guess to be fair, I now live in a larger metropolitan area, so I do walking for mostly everything so i can go to the grocery store and get sure, yeah. things like that so i'll play the game like on my way but uh it's definitely increased my walking because i'm like oh it's just three more blocks to a portal and next thing i know i'm like <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half away from home so yeah right it's a lot of fun but uh it it's not on uh ios although Somebody the other day in the chat of the game said that they uh, were playing on iOS and someone was like, how are you doing that? And so someone has uh, obviously ported uh, it. And so it's on a Git, a GitHub somewhere, a port of the game. But uh, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> so everyone's like, you know, <clears throat> some of us who are now older and wiser always have to ask the tough questions like, how are they going to monetize this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <clears throat> turns out, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not an expert, but it turns out the only other game in the App Store, or the only other application in the App Store by this particular company is called like Field Trip. And this application is about traveling and places to go. So basically, <laughs> Google is just sucking up all this data from us players who say, oh, this would be a cool portal. Let's make this statue a portal. And you send right. a suggestion to Google and they're like, yes, let's make that a portal. And also something in our field trip app, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, that actually is a very interesting monument. Let's. Uh... <laughs> and the best way to walk there is to use this route because 600 players have done that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> So, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Once I found that out, I was like, oh, it all starts to make sense. Of course, it's about <laughs> my data. Right, exactly. There goes I'm, I'm actually, I actually am paying them in some small way. <laughs> right. <laughs> With my time and attention. <laughs> it's very addictive, though. Like little memes online have, uh, uh, that the wife finds funny because she knows I'm addicted to it, so. You know, they start to talk about the different levels of the game and they're like, you know, once you get to level four or five, you're like wearing the color of your team. And once you get to like level <laughs> seven and eight, you've got a portable battery in your pocket for your phone. And <laughs> right. Which is totally true. I've met like at least several players that do that. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's the other. They fun walk thing. around with like a Mophie juice pack or something like that to charge their totally thing back up. Yeah. It's like, then I know who's playing too. And I think I've mentioned that on Twitter a couple of times where I'm like, I've never been so happy to see iPhones. I'll be like running around a portal going, oh, why does that person have their phone out? Oh, it's an iPhone. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Could be on the other team attacking this. That's right. That's right. You're just, you end up standing next to each other. You just keep destroying and placing each other's. Yes. <laughs> That's like a, a, a strategy, actually. <laughs> like, Is it? Yeah. Because you get points for, you know, doing that. So if you see someone destroying something, you just keep getting in their way so that you get more points. <laughs> it's kind of fun because there's one outside of our building here. And if I'm if the moon is just right and the clouds are just fine, um, my GPS will go over there to that. And so I can. You know, <laughs> nice. I get a little beep on my phone saying someone's attacking it i'm like oh really <laughs> and then they're like where are you at i don't see you <laughs> i'm like i am everywhere <laughs> listen right. to my batman voice <laughs> that's right <clears throat> i have my gps set to ubiquitous <laughs> <laughs> yes right i had thought about I that all places i thought about that in android there's like an option to um in the developer options, which are really easy to get to where you can spoof locations. I was like, why wouldn't yeah. I do that? And then like, I, um, I, I don't know where I saw it like the next day. Oh, I think someone else accused someone else of cheating, like in the chat of the game. And I was like, Oh yeah, that would be cheating. I suppose if I did that. Yeah. And then I saw like sure. people were like actually kicked off of the game for doing that. And Oh really? At some point Google had, disabled not that option in android but in the game like it knows if you're spoofing or not right so oh gotcha 
Yes. Yeah, we started doing a little bit of Android development at work because no we finally had yeah we finally had a uh, a client come in and ask. Well, we had done an iOS app for them already, and they wanted uh, the same thing because it was a public app. They wanted the same thing available on on, uh, on the Google Play Store. So uh, we were experimenting a little bit with the uh, uh, the Android SDK, and it it is funny. You can you you just like. I can't remember exactly what the trick is, but you go into this one menu on the phone and then you like yes. tap this menu item five times and yep. it <laughs> it like gives you little messages along the way like you're three taps away from becoming a developer. Yep. And I'm like, I thought I already was a developer. I know, right? I'm just tapping this stupid thing so that you'll let me get to the <laughs> developer mode options. <laughs> you're two taps away. Yeah. Thank you. I think it's the build number that you tap. And then if you tap uh, the Android version, you just get like a silly picture. Like because it's, oh, okay. cause it's Jelly Bean now. If you tap like one of those options in about phone like seven times, like it just shows a Jelly Bean on the screen. <laughs> He's like smiling back at you. You're Hello. Like, I'm the master of Easter eggs. Look what I found. A Jelly Bean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm an ice cream sandwich. You're several versions behind. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We then ended up running into complications with that client because they assumed that since we had developed it for Android, that it would automatically work on uh, the Kindle Fire and the uh, Barnes & Noble Nook, uh, which you can do, but there are several more hoops to jump through. And, of course, they're running like their own Android forks. Yes. Um, which in and of itself is a, is a fun thing to have to support. So, yes, this is this is the joy of Android development. When uh, when they talk about how fractured the ecosystem is on uh, on blogs and stuff, it's 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 really very true. <laughs> unfortunately, for developers, it is. It is. It's interesting. Um, uh, I ran into a little bit of that myself, and I don't do any developing, but. Uh, it's just really interesting. It it comes down to uh, branding, right? Like it's sort of like Google right. versus Apple, but then it's open source, so <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, people can do whatever they want, and it's it's unfortunate, but you know, that's uh, what uh, Amazon wants to do with their Kindle. That's what Nook wants to do with yeah. their yeah, exactly. Um, and so then you run into those things. Uh, it's it's really you know, it's all about marketing. Like I said, uh, I have a. I when I got here I purchased a Samsung Galaxy S3 um sure. right when it came out and then because I'm a bad boy and like to avoid warranties I need a t-shirt that says <laughs> that uh <laughs> I wanted to put you know a, a vanilla version of Android on there and not Samsung's version and um lo and behold T-Mobile has a different Samsung Galaxy S3 than Verizon. You know, they're two different radios, Verizon sure, CDMA right. and T-Mobile's, whatever, they use SIM cards. Right. And then, you know, the international, there's an international version. Hey, I'm in Canada. Wow. Um, and <laughs> so there's a different model phone, but it has the same name. They're all the Samsung Galaxy S3, but this is the i9300, and this is the right. S. Seven forty-seven, you know, like it's <laughs> it's really crazy. So then, when you're looking for like your version, it's it's really wacky just to install right. Android on there. So right, right. <clears throat> I can see where that would be complicated. <clears throat> it is. It's definitely complicated. And then there is that whole that whole component to it. Like uh, iOS developers like to like to joke that you should be able to tell Apple to like get rid of this review on my app because that person literally says in the review that they're using a jailbroken device and that your app doesn't work on their jailbroken device. And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not testing on jailbroken devices that have 20 mods attached to them. <laughs> right. And it's, you know, it's probably the same thing for like, you could run um, the app that we built because if you're running a, a vanilla version of Android, it's going to be no problem. We develop on the uh, the Nexus Four and the Nexus Seven, so they're up to date, latest Google devices. They're definitely going to run, um, you know, the stuff that we develop. But you don't have to go back very far. Like if if I go back to the S three, it's 
an entire version of Android behind what you're running now. Yeah. Uh, and it's never going to get, <laughs> it's never going to get up to date, which is the frustrating thing. Like the phone comes out, that's the version of Android it's always going to have. Yeah. It's probably, it's very unlikely that it's ever going to get an update unless it comes out like the day that that update comes out and everybody's angry that they just bought this phone. Then maybe, <laughs> maybe to save some PR face, they'll get it up to date. But yeah, it's, <clears throat> I mean, you're right back to Windows versus Apple again, you know? It's like Windows. Yeah, exactly. Windows is all over every piece of hardware ever, and Apple makes their hardware, and they make the software, so they run together. They're happy. Right, Where, you right. Know, Windows does not recognize this sound card from Hong Kong that you have installed on your <laughs> Toshiba, but not on purpose. It just came that way, you know? And so now you've got that same sort of... Uh, <laughs> environment yeah. again yeah you do it's interesting but then you know uh the interesting thing about it is i i didn't see a lot on ios 7 i expected for you to talk about that portion on the show um but, uh. <laughs> but i i was super excited for those people that i know that are crippled with apple iphones um <laughs> <laughs> i was super excited to see that they finally finally changed like the interface a little bit it's looked yeah, the same yeah. for the last seven years it looks yeah. dated to me and it so does. i was happy for that but then again it's sort of part of apple's philosophy i think is you know if they don't change the interface in seven years you have all these people that still know how to use it right you know <laughs> like right that's true that's the, yeah that's the issue at hand you know if you make it different every time because we are now a culture where we want change and we want things now we don't want to wait for them like sure so right. here comes the new samsung s4 all the other phones are worthless now and a new version of android but right. now you've got to right. relearn it all so right exactly yeah Oh, yeah, we moved that to make it better for you and easier. <laughs> yeah, right. But I just learned where it was. Yeah. But, hey, we finally have a control center so I can turn my Wi-Fi off without having to search for my settings app and I launch it and then search for the set, for the Wi-Fi setting. Yeah. Do you it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You don't have 7 yet, right? I have not installed the beta yet, no, um, because I only, I only really have right now my... Um, my personal phone that I can install it on. And interestingly, I mean, you can, you can tell Apple's behind the eight ball on this one because, uh, they did not release a beta that runs on the iPad. So I can't install a version for my iPad yet to test it there, which is probably, which is the more desirable test device because sure. <laughs> it's not the thing I'm relying on my wife to call me on when she goes into labor. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I need to keep my phone nice and stable and well charged at all times. Uh, so I will not be installing the iOS seven beta until, uh, until it, at a minimum, it's a few versions in, um, typically it starts to get really stable around version three, but I have a feeling that they're, they're so behind the eight ball on the design and the amount of catch up that they have to do internally, that it's probably not going to be stable until like revision five two weeks before they have to get the thing out the door because the you know the iphone 5s is about to ship and uh they need to have the new shiny to go on it so right. um it is i it's interesting to see all the um the criticism the criticisms of it uh when it's not even out right yeah, yeah when it's not even out it's like well that's that's totally fair <laughs> you know that's the that's the downside of being Apple, right? Because you don't, unlike Google, who's like, we're just going to share everything. I'm going to do this design today on my phone and I'm going to throw it on Google Plus and Plus One it and everybody will get to see it. And uh, um, Apple's more like, nope, we're not going to share anything until it's absolutely completely done. And then they get into a situation like, th like this where it's like, well, we've got WWDC. We got to put something out there. Yeah. Who who cares that these icons aren't quite, you know, they're not quite finished and we're still tweaking the grid and they all kind of look a little weird and uh, uh we need to get it out there. Just go. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're as as Apple as an Apple fanboy and speaking for the 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 crowd of Apple fanboys, I guess. Um you're not used to seeing something that's not totally polished come out of them even True. in a beta 
And it's one thing to see, you know, a developer beta. We're used to the developer betas being buggy in the sense that they're glitchy, but we're not necessarily used to them being buggy in the sense that, oh boy, this really feels just unfinished. Um, it's it's probably, you know, well, obviously it's the, the monarchy is gone with Steve gone. And so now you don't sure. have, he doesn't have all the chains in his hands. So now you have, sort of the same thing that you may find in your job where it's sort of like the developers <laughs> right. saying, yeah. well, you want this to work right. And the project managers and the other people saying, we need to show them something, <laughs> you know, right. like, <laughs> right. Exactly. And exactly. So, well, and they, uh, the guy who was leading iOS development for so long, they, you know, they, they showed him the door in January. Right. So he probably had this whole timetable of stuff that he was working on and, He's probably reading the tea leaves going, uh, you know, I don't have that great a relationship with this guy or this guy, and Steve's gone now, uh, which supposedly he was really kind of uh, somebody who was really, uh, Steve was a big mentor towards um, Scott Forstall, and then they end up kind of showing him the door, and they give uh, Johnny Ive, I think I think it's pronounced Yoni, Yoni Ive, <laughs> uh, you know, six months basically to do what he wants to do with the operating system. And it's like, Oh boy. Yeah. Six months. You've got a legacy of seven years to like, (laughs) you know, reset a little bit. And yet you can't, like you said, you can't reset it too far or people won't know how to use it. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting to see where it will go. I think it's, uh, I think it was kind of a, uh, a bet the farm kind of a move because there's, I, I don't think there's any denying that that iOS is still very successful. It doesn't have the momentum that it had early on. Um, uh, and Android is just a huge platform these days. Um, but this is kind of one of those things where you're either going to capture a lot more of it or um, it could fall flat on its face and that it will be interesting to see how that plays out. I think. Well, I mean, I I can't imagine them falling too flat, but, you know, you can always, uh, I would suggest to them if I were in their meeting rooms in Apple to say, you know what, no big deal. We don't have to worry about the, 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 the any of this fallback because we can just do the old Coke thing. Like, nobody likes it. We'll just come out with iOS Classic. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'll just be a skin in the background. <laughs> right. iOS Classic. <laughs> they could they could do a callback to the early days of OS ten and literally call it classic mode. Classic, like that's it right. could just be it could just be an app on your uh <laughs> on your dock. You just <laughs> launch it and it it launches the old springboard with all the old icons. I like it. <laughs> if you're a developer, you can put, you know, icon dash old dot PNG and we'll read that icon <laughs> instead in, in classic mode. <laughs> classic mode. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, it's a it's I I'm really curious about where Android goes because I mean you can look at Linux and people still use it but again it's open source and there's so yeah. many different forks off of it that like it yeah. just can't get traction, right? Right. I mean, luckily for Android it's been adopted by all these hardware companies, but who knows, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, Linux, it's been the year of the Linux desktop for like 18 years now, I think. <laughs> yeah. According to Slashdot, anyway. And uh, it just never, you know... I think Ubuntu is a very good um, distribution in terms of, like, yeah, I could install it on my grandmother's computer, and she could probably, you know, figure out how to use it uh, at least long enough for somebody else to go over and install Windows on it. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, she wouldn't be totally not on the Internet until then. Um, I have... But, you know, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I haven't uh, looked at it because uh, I'm already too distracted by so many other things, but there is Ubuntu Touch, so they have an OS oh, for nice. phones. I don't know who they're planning to sell it to, but already since it's been out, people have ported it to various Android devices, and there was a list that I saw on the blog, but I didn't actually see if mine was on there because I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. It, Yes, you could be that guy like, oh, I don't have either iOS or Android. I'm using Linux. That's how cool I am. 
I can't make a right. call to write you night right now because there's no app for phone calls, but uh, that's how <laughs> right, cool exactly. and avant-garde I am. I like oh, bands right. that aren't even out yet. That's right. I can <laughs> Skype you from my phone instead of call you. <laughs> also, are you using that outlet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ubuntu Touch, I think is what it's called. So Ubuntu Touch, yeah. Well, cool. I'll have to review that. There you go. That'll be that'll be <laughs> another segment for future future episodes of the show. <laughs> Shortly following naming Canadian people who left for America right. comes. I'm skyping you from my tablet that has Ubuntu Touch on it. <laughs> Now we'll go on a tour of the house. Yeah, <laughs> I'm it's actually so mobile. I'm actually in the opposite uh, situation as you because uh, <clears throat> I bought uh, a Nexus 10. Um, I coerced the lovely wife into the Nexus 10 because her laptop <laughs> was failing. Her um, I reinstalled uh, Windows on it and got it going, but it's just aged, so it's very slow. Sure. And so she said, maybe I want a tablet, but I need to do all these things. And I said, you know, tablets aren't particularly <laughs> great devices when it comes to like working. Right. But uh, I was like, if you're just talking about going to meetings and things, I was like, let's. So that was our Christmas present to each other was a Nexus 10. But now, like you said, that's the device I want to test things on, but I surely cannot because that is the device that right. she uses. <laughs> right, so. exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> we solved that device by just getting another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I have um I I probably have too many um iOS devices around the house now. And yet none of them that I can test uh, iOS 7 on because it is only available on a very limited number of devices. But sure. um, I have the work iPad. I have Tina's iPad. We have the old iPad one, which we keep a bunch of like kids games on for Evie to play. Mm-hmm. So, Well, that's that's what I was like geeked about the Nexus 10 and the 7 themselves because you got multiple users. So it's like, yeah, yeah, this is sweet. And uh, what's interesting is it it has worked out for us quite well. But uh, there is um, if you're rooted and you want to be a super user, um, (laughs) that's a difficult procedure for both users. (laughs) It's kind of Uh, supposedly it works through some magical development. Um, but I'm noticing that it doesn't work well all the time, but I'm okay. sure someone will figure that out eventually. But since I'm the primary user, it works for me fine. But sometimes like even the backup app, uh, titanium backup, um, that needs root privileges. And I put it on hers so I could back up her apps. And, uh, every now and then it's like, I don't, I don't have root privileges. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> so <clears throat> it's 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 fine it's it's gonna be fine app it's all right, right. <laughs> yeah but yeah so that well i i'm really surprised uh that ios hasn't introduced that yet with all the ipads they've sold like sort of a multi-user interface but then again when i start playing with the nexus 10 <laughs> i start to giggle when i do have issues because how many windows computers have i had in my life where you could have multiple users and guess what every time i did that it turned out really badly so i never did it again <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> yeah you would think um it can't be far down the pipe for for apple i mean i could see not doing it on the phone um sure. just because that's it is such a personal device you might not need it but for an ipad especially the larger ipad it does make sense to have potentially you know user profiles or something like that and os 10 to its credit i think does it really well um but i don't know it'll be again i i promise not to rant but uh (laughs) but um i guess what i find interesting i think what is maybe crippling like a multiple user or user profiles is probably the connection to itunes right like you just need to sort of get rid of that like I mean, right. how that that's probably what complicates things like, oh, I'm in this user. So now I can't listen to that music or whatever, you know. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. 
that's uh really like this uh for father's day i wanted to uh he won't listen to this right um (laughs) 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 no one's listening uh it'll be published months afterward um i wanted to (laughs) get my father-in-law a car talk i'm sure he's never actually heard it because he's canadian and so <laughs> sure. I was like, you know what? Uh, Father's Day is coming up. I kept forgetting to order it. And I can't order anything in Canada because like it has to come by um, stork and the stork has to be birth first. So uh, <laughs> you just can't. They There's no online internet ordering here in Canada because um, it's such a ginormous country like the U.S. But uh, there's nothing out here. right (laughs) right so companies charge like an arm and a leg and then they're just like really you want us to ship you something are you sure so yeah anyway so i was like oh what about itunes you know the car talk guys always talk about that so i went on there and i was like they had not some of their newer albums so but then i was like can i buy like an itunes album and then give it to someone else probably not you know like (laughs) sure Right. Um, I mean, not everything. I don't. I don't know the DRM situation anymore in iTunes, but I just know like it's going to be complicated. <laughs> and right. Then, right. And with the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, like, sure, I could buy it, and then even a trick to get it out of iTunes is burn it to a CD and give them the CD. But sure. I mean, I just it's so complicated, and I was like, ah, uh, it's just too messy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But of course, uh, you can you can gift it, right? But if you gift it, then you have to know. Well, can you? I was I didn't know. Yeah, you can you can gift stuff out of iTunes. Um, I, I thought I'd just have to give them a gift card and then say, "Go here, purchase this." No. <laughs> Follow these instructions exactly, but don't read them. It's a surprise. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. No, you can uh, you can within within the iTunes store. Um, usually next to the buy button or if you hit the little arrow or whatever, it get, gifting is an option in there. Oh, really? And then I think as long as you know their email address, and it doesn't have to be their iTunes-affiliated email address. It just needs to get to them so that they can claim it. I think it does the same. Like It gives them a redeem code, but the redeem code is for that specific thing that you bought them. Oh, excellent. Okay. I I, yeah. uh, I haven't actually used itunes on my machine like you just said you had to install <laughs> skype i actually have never ran itunes so i used the wife's old laptop that we discussed is very slow so i went there i looked at it and i was like uh yeah this is gonna be messy so i didn't actually look for any sort of gift options plus i was uh, in a, sure. a foreign environment oh my gosh windows <laughs> right <clears throat> <laughs> but and worse itunes on windows right <laughs> yes. which is just completely mixing the metaphors <laughs> and i was i'm an android fanboy. i was so out of my element <laughs> <laughs> right nice it has gotten dark yeah. there it has it has gotten dark here or at least yeah dark enough that the uh that the shade is successfully shutting out the light from the outside so well then it's probably time for us to stop yeah, I uh, I was gonna say it's probably a good time. I was I was originally thinking we could go uh, about a half an hour, yeah. and we've doubled that, so <laughs> that works. That'll be that'll be a good first show. Um, we, we'll record uh, some sort of awkward uh, ending for to put in the middle somewhere. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, what perfect. were we talking about in the middle? <laughs> what were we talking about? Yes, and so Doctor Who was good. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who, I don't want to know his name, and I don't want to do this show anymore. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Perfect. See you next week on Doctor Bill. <laughs> Doctor Bill. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this has been uh, episode one of uh, Montreal Sauce. Oh, I'm uh, at Paul D. I'm doing that fancy like find me on Twitter or app.net or wherever thing. I'm Paul D on both places. Whoa, that's simplified. Yeah. Look at that. I know, I know. <laughs> like nice. you were saying, it's your branding. Your branding ah, right. is consistent across platforms. Yes, I'm at Sick Days, double K there. Not triple, that'd be wrong. Um, sick Days, <laughs> I'm at Sick Days on Twitter and app.net. And uh, 
Sickdays.tent.is if you're on tent. We'll discuss that some other time. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Tentus. Yeah, tentus. Yes. Tentus. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> tent is. Tent is where I am. And we also have so. to explain, you know, the name Montreal sauce, perhaps. Or we can just. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Let um, the listeners uh, do that. Yeah, the listeners can. I'll put it in. The, I'll put uh, a link to the original source of that in the uh, in the show notes. Maybe. <laughs> nice. I'm I'm putting I'm putting a lot of future work into these show notes, so it might be a while before this gets published. I guess because <laughs> it's so hard for me to come up with those links. <laughs> it's a soliloquy now. Yeah. All right, and this show was uh, sponsored by our wives who let us do the show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Gave us exactly. permission. Who gave us permission to <laughs> take take an hour of time we could be spending with them and yes. spend it with our internet pal instead. <laughs> Excellent. So, all right. Well done. Sweet. Okay. Well, we'll have to figure out how we're gonna like transfer the files and everything, but uh yeah. we can I'm sure we can mm-hmm. figure that out a little bit later. Maybe we'll share a Dropbox or something. That's yeah, I was gonna say I have Dropbox, I can give you a link. I this thing probably records waves, but I can convert <laughs> it. Wav, <clears throat> nice. <Yeah. clears throat> it can record waves or MP3s, and I was like, "Oh, okay, just do a wave for now." Yeah, yeah. It's like the GIF GIF <clears throat> thing. It's pronounced Vav. Vav. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Vavra? Vavra. Sound effects, Clarice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. We'll see ya. Have a good evening. <laughs> yeah, you too. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. All right. Bye. Bye.